are good to go. With more of the Matt Wyatt Show. Coming to you direct and live. Here we go. Rolling along with you here on this Monday in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. Comment, tweet, text, better yet, call. I get to hear your voice that way. We had some calls today that were fun. On the Divinity Equipment phone line, that number to call in, 995-1059. 995-1059. You can also text the show, country please, and text sign at number 885-3776-601, number 885-3776. Another way to remember the text line is 885-ESPN. Over here on the live stream thread of comments, RLD, my man RLD Studio. By the way, he's an Alabama fan. So uh, since it is the Monday of game week for all of us, let's throw around some fight songs. Here you go. Just for you, RLD, little yay Alabama, sing along. RLD says Saban won't release a depth chart this week. LOL, and I love it. I mean, and and especially in a place like Alabama, because all of y'all, RLD, all the fans go berserk over them depth charts. He knows it. <laughs> He's like, oh man, he put Jalen Milrow and and the quarterback from Notre Dame, or he didn't name one a starter. <laughs> And there will be 85 articles written on AL.com about it between now and Thursday. So, uh, yeah, I'm the same way. Like, it's useless. And, you know, even State. State could have gotten away with not releasing a depth chart because we pretty – they are so veteran senior at every position, RLD, we don't even really need to see a depth chart. All five starting offensive linemen at Mississippi State this year are seniors. Do you all realize that? you got to keep them healthy. But get this. They're not all only all five seniors. Three of the five are grad seniors. They're old as I am. <laughs> all right? Not really. But you get the point. Um, running back, we knew who it was. Quarterback. Receivers, we pretty much knew. Tight ends, well, it's the only tight ends we have. Like, we know the tight end depth chart. Just by default. <laughs> it was no competition. We had to have some, and they went and got two. Right? And then defensively, it's like all vets. Crummity, Pickering, Russell on the front. Bookie Watson, Jet Johnson, Deshaun Page linebacker. The Cameron Richardson at one corner, and uh, Preston, at, who's a grad senior, at safety. And then you go, who are the others? Well, it's the same guys who've been playing for years. Furge. Everybody goes, well, who's the other corner? Well, it's Isaias Furge. Okay, y'all remember him? He had an Furge had an interception in the game against LSU in the first game Mike Leach ever coached at Mississippi State. He intercepted Miles 
What's his name? Y'all know who I'm talking about from the coast. I can't bring up his last name. Or I can't think of his name. But you know who I'm talking about. The year after LSU won the national championship. And you go down there and K.J. Costello threw for 600 yards, right? Remember that whole thing? COVID year? Furge had an interception that game. He's been playing forever. And he's not going to start because he just moves up. I mean, State could have not released a depth chart and we wouldn't have batted an eye because we already know. We know what it is. It's the same guys we've been watching play forever. And But by the same token, they can release one, and there's not much of a reaction, right? But it's different in a place like Alabama. Okay, when you invest that much in not that many five-stars, RLD, let's be real here. The depth chart means something. <laughs> Wait a minute. I stayed up at night following the recruitment of this five-star over here, and I, I posted about it on Bama Online 85 times over the course of a week, and you mean to tell me that after all my celebrating, he's not starting? He's not even second string? See what I mean? Saban's like, I don't want to deal with all that. I do not want to deal with it. I'm going to nip it, nip it, nip it. Barney Five. I've even got some of that. You want Barney Five? <laughs> uh, I really should. I, this is uh, sort of in retrospect here. Hog Jowl text earlier, and I didn't give him the fight song. So here you go, Hog Jowl, just for you. Call those hogs. It is game week. Can't have fun with that. You just can't have much fun. Uh, your comments, your text coming up. Right now, I'm going to flip it over to the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. Now, if this is the same Judy that I think it is, I know she's a state fan. So she gets a little hail state. Happy Monday of game week, Judy. How you doing? Hey, day. <laughs> I hope you're doing well. Thanks for calling. I am doing well. Yeah. How are you today? Yeah, doing great. Doing great. Kind of looking Good. ahead. Yeah, getting ready for ball games. You know, finally. Finally here, right? Mm, that's right. Second, I listened to or uh, watched a ball game over the weekend. And I have a question that I did not understand the terminology that was used. Okay. What is defensive prosperity? <laughs> did you say prosperity? Prosperity, yes. Defensive prosperity. Well, I know I know what defense is and I know what prosperity means. Like if we <laughs> if we if we're prosperous, it means that things went pretty well, but I mean that's all I could come up with unless it was a misuse. Defensive prosperity. I, that, that means having success on defense. It, the way I took it, the defense was playing good. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't they just say that, Judy? Why don't they just say that? I, um, hey, I've got some others for you. That penalty is moving us into prime real estate location. <laughs> hey, Judy, he's gonna, he'll thump me in the head for saying this out loud. Okay, when he sees me the next time, but there's a commercial that airs that Jake Wimberly is on, and my man Jake says local locations, <laughs> and it just yeah I get it. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just when I hear local locations, like they have the same root word, and it sounds redundant to me. But anyway, okay, yeah. so so prime real estate <laughs> location, yeah. You know, hey, here's another one, Judy. I have a friend, and he knows a lot about 
football, but he would go, why do people say they got him out in space? We got to get him out in space. Why, why do they say that? <laughs> it's a pretty funny thought when you really stop and think about it. But yeah, a lot of times yeah. what happens, <clears throat> Judy, look, I'm just going to be honest with you. You know this and I know this. There are a lot of people in this world that in an attempt to fool you into thinking they are very intelligent, in an attempt to do that, they will try and use a lot of big words and phrases and flower the language up. And you and I in the audience, we see right through it. (laughs) And they're not fooling anybody. And I guess the same goes for announcers, too. I've got another cutie. We've already seen one Shabooty. Let's see what we get this time. <laughs> Shabooty? <laughs> uh huh. I think that was a, a punk. <laughs> is that and a... then the last one was Club Dub is in effect tonight. Okay, Club Dub. I guess that means you know you're going to get the W or the win. You're going to Club Dub. <laughs> The team we were watching did. Yeah, that's great. You know, so maybe that is what Club Dub means. I am not forgetting that. I promise you, Judy, because I think there's great. I think there's great comedy (laughs) in an old, washed-up, bald white guy trying to use young people slang. So I'm going to start talking (laughs) about Club Dub. You, I guarantee. Okay, and I want to hear that 11 times yeah. as Mississippi State plays 11 games this year. Well, keep in mind, I want to keep the job, okay? So I may <laughs> <laughs> I may slip it in there once, uh, but maybe not 11. Judy, that's great. Well, the, Good I stuff. think we ought to get 11 wins. Oh, you didn't mean 11 times in one game. I thought that's what you meant, 11 no, times in no. one game. No, I mean 11 wins. Okay, 11 wins. All right. Got oh, well. We can go 11 and 0 this year. Well, I'll tell you this: if we if state gets 11 wins, all our jobs are safe. No, they ain't gonna yes, change sir. nothing. <laughs> yes, sir. That's it. Good stuff. Have a good week, okay? You too, Judy. Thanks for the call. That was great. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. And if I don't forget anything, if I don't remember anything else about it, one I'm gonna remember about that call: Club Dub. <laughs> In, in fact, um, when we do scores here on Mondays and stuff, we probably ought to say. <laughs> Should we say it that way? Really and truly. Like we're getting ready to do scores, and we say, all right, here are the teams that went to Club Dub on Saturday. <laughs> USC beat San Jose State. Nobody saw it. 56-28. Uh, Notre Dame beat Navy 42-3, and everybody saw it on several continents, for that matter. Uh, Jacksonville State beat UTEP 17-14. It's Jacksonville State's first game as a member of the FBS. They have moved up. They are no longer an FCS school. They are in. Uh, they are a member of Conference USA, and they got a win over UTEP. Conference win, in, in, in fact. Uh, they, just, they just do football in Alabama. Okay, let's say it like it is. They, they do football in Alabama. Massachusetts, uh, UMass, beat New Mexico State 41-30. Uh, San Diego State and former Mississippi State quarterback Jalen Maiden with a 20-13 win over Ohio. Let's see, La Tech beat FIU 22-17. That's what I'm talking about. It's a five-point game, 22-17, and FIU threw for a grand total of four passing yards in the ballgame. And, of course, Vandy over Hawaii. Hawaii is improved. 
they they made it look a little different with 14 fourth quarter points. Vandy puts up 35. They had a lightning delay and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I don't know that Vandy's any different, but Hawaii is a little bit better than they were last. Last year they were just awful, just downright awful. All right, back over to the phone. Back on line one. I don't know what fight song to play for him, so I won't play any. I'll just introduce him. He's Rooster. Rooster on line two. What's up? Rooster. Yeah, I'm here. You got the floor. Hey, and your your connection sounds good this time. Good to hear from you. Hallelujah. Yeah, I don't have any profound other than... Um you know who Consensus 13 SEC is? Who's that? Mississippi State. Oh, 13th in the SEC. 13 out of 14. Yeah, yeah. that's the consensus. Well, so I hope I they're wrong. We just, we just, well, that's, that's what the consensus is. When you well, I don't care. And, and but, but consensus, what does that mean when it's a preseason? I've just looked at all of them. And the, the oldest one is Lindy's. I've been reading Lindy's for 60 years. They got them picked dead <laughs> last. Yeah, Lindy's has been doing it for a long Lindy's Lindy's was the magazine everybody had to get long before Phil Steele ever started doing a magazine. Well, it's about 60 years they've been around. So I'm mm-hmm. puzzled why they're picking them dead last. Yeah, I will be way. honest with you, Rooster. I'm going to be honest with you. I have been surprised myself at how low state is predicted kind of across the board by everybody. I'm surprised by that. Um, they are so veteran. Uh, they are just seniors across the board. And on top of, they have eight home games. I don't know that anybody else has eight home games. On top of a schedule with eight home games is an easier schedule this year than it was last year. And so all of that to me, I, I'm just surprised, you know, and I don't, Maybe everybody knows something I don't. Maybe there are people on the inside that have no confidence in Zach Arnett whatsoever. But uh, you know, I know there's an offensive change, but I'm a little surprised by that also. Well, yeah, me too. <laughs> and this is the odd year. This is 23. You know, yeah. I'll give all county a year. I'm uh, talking about uh, Ole Miss, particularly. The Egg Bowl will be. Uh, oh yeah. And start for an odd year. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. No, I mean, they got it. Ole Miss, in my prediction, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Auburn. I'm not sure about LSU, but it looks to me like 5-3 SEC. You think so? Well, look. And they're, uh, picking them, they're picking them at the best, one seven two six. Hey, this is what I would say on that, yeah. Rooster. Um, when you get your hands on all those materials, whether they are digital links or actual printed copies of predictions and ranking preseason rankings, hang on to all of it. If for no other reason, then save it for me. Okay, because this is what I vow. I vow, okay, I vow that if this year, like I think State is not going to finish last. I think State's going to be much better than people think they are. That's what I think. Okay, so if it plays out that way, I'm going to do my due diligence, my part, on calling all these people out. (laughs) And I'm going to plaster it on Twitter and everything else and ask them what they were thinking and why they didn't look a little closer. Now, if it goes the other way, I'm not going to say anything. But hang on to that for me. Well, okay. Well, it's the year of the pirate. I know that. It's okay. the year of the pirate. That a boy. All right, Rooster, good to hear Welcome from you. God bless. God bless you. Call me anytime. 
Now, let's see. Do I do this? Jimmy said, regarding broadcasts, he's commenting here on the live thread on YouTube. He says, my pet peeve is the use of the word ton. I get that's a me problem, but I find it annoying. A ton of plays. <laughs> you know, Jimmy, I think what we're touching on here is that understatement is always a better approach, right? If you're looking at just strictly, let's just say in, in this hypothetical, Jimmy, let's say I'm the broadcaster, okay? You are the audience, okay? And so it's me communicating with you. And you as an audience member, even if you're one of 65,000, you really still need to, for me to do my job, if I'm doing my job, you need to feel as though I'm communicating with you kind of individually. Or at least it could be. So instead of saying you all, I'm just going to say you, right, as a part of the language that I use and the way I communicate as a broadcaster. And you, in the audience, Jimmy, you don't need someone to overstate things for you. You just don't need it. You know, I... You don't need anybody sugarcoated to get you excited, to get you to tune in. But for years now, this whole big snowball of media practices that's been rolling down a hill that nobody can stop, one of the things that is a part of that is overstate everything. Embellish everything. If you're not excited, cover it up to the other extreme by screaming. <laughs> Raise your voice. All of it says that in the brain of those speakers and broadcasters, they don't believe you're smart enough to figure any of this out. <laughs> I hate to say it, it's just the truth. So without question, the, the best approach is Hey, look, if you're genuinely excited, let her rip, Tater Chip. If you're not, don't. If it's not a physical ton, which is an actual measurement, don't say it. <laughs> it's your point. And while that's specific, the overall idea holds. And that is, people know. You know, great. I, I did it, too. Like, I remember calling games a young guy, and you told me a long time ago. Not quite pushing 20 years ago. You know, we'd have air checks and stuff, and I go back and listen, and uh, I would say everything was good. And then, and then way too many things were great, according to me. I'd use the word good and great way too often. And, you know, you really think about it, none of it was really, none of it was great, and very little of it was actually good. <laughs> but here I am going good and great. Every block was great. Every run was good. Just, just, just flatline honest it. And less words will actually get the point across better. And many need to, to learn that. But they're not asking me. They're not asking me for advice. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so we got that. Mark on the YouTube live thread says, 
he thinks that the state's going to go 11 and 2. Goodness. So is that second loss in a bowl game or are you talking about 11 and 1 regular season? Uh, let's see. Will commented and said, reminder, Desmond Howard selected Texas A&M, Michigan, Baylor, and Pittsburgh. <laughs> and got embarrassed, didn't he? And he said this year he selected Alabama, Florida State, Michigan, and Texas. He says, I really think these predictions are ridiculous. And, that's, and they are. They are. They're all just worth nothing is what they are. And that's why I, I wasn't trying to start a fight with Rooster, but when he said consensus, I said, what do you mean? Well, hold on, time out. What do you mean consensus like in a preseason? And who's voting on this thing? Debbie commented on Facebook, said, Hail State, Matt, HQ, Mary Lydia, and Beaver. Waiting on Saturday, go dogs. Everybody's perked up on this Monday. Some of y'all are so perked up, you're not going to get a whole lot done <laughs> this week. I tell the truth. Work's going to be weird. <laughs> You're not going to be focused Wednesday night at church. You're not. <laughs> All right. Just getting started with y'all here in hour two. I didn't get too far down the road on scores, but you didn't have a ton. Uh, a quick reminder on a few key games that are going to go on starting on Thursday night of this week when we come back. A recap of the high school football games that happened this past weekend around Mississippi. And, and still, even so, a little more than that. All coming up here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stay with me. Talk sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. Back with you, I'm Matt in the Bureau, staying connected to you because of Seaspire, the number one network in Mississippi. Seaspire, customer inspired. Check them out at seaspire.com. Sven on the live thread said if we beat South Carolina on the road, we will win at least nine in the regular season. That is the first real test. And I'll tell you, I think that LSU game at home week three is going to be a real test. And I think Arizona week two is going to be a uh, a stiffer test maybe than it was last year. Uh, that's that's what I think. Now, now Res Dog says here on the uh, country-pleasing text line, country-pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves all across the southeast. Walk in there and say, country pleasing, please. They'll know what you mean. ResDoc says, Matt, I'm told by the impeccable media that despite all our experienced players, MSU will struggle to win five games. Well, okay, so let's look at the reality. We have to, if, if it's almost like if you look at it from a purely logical, mathematical, scientific perspective here is if we're on one hand going to say well these people that predict state to finish last they don't know what they're talking about and it's preseason that predictions don't mean anything that by the same token <clears throat> equally on the other side 
Hey, these people saying that State's going to win 11 don't know what they're talking about. It's preseason. It doesn't mean anything, right? Okay, so there's truth in that. And the reality and, and the real of all this is going to live with lots of nuance along the way. Week to week, who's hurt, who's banged up, how, who do you lose for the season, you know? How big a, let me ask you this. How big of a difference did Jalen, I'm sorry, did, did uh, Jaden Crumity make last year when he finally healed up from the arm thing and came back? And it made a huge difference. And in a few games he played, he was phenomenal. Can you imagine sort of extrapolating that out across a 12-game season if he kept that up? It, I mean, he's a difference maker. Well, you didn't have him for five games. And you still went 1-9 and all this kind of stuff, right? Well, here's a fact. It's really hard to go through a 12-game season and not lose somebody. So there's a factory we cannot figure. And some teams at every position are so talented in their depth, Georgia, that you can lose a starting running back like they did and really not miss a beat. But there aren't many. Okay, and State's not in that realm either. There are certain guys. You lose them for four or five games, let alone a whole year, it's trouble. It's a difference maker, and you got to coach around that, right? And then the coaches start really earning their money. So I know that you would probably agree with every word I just said in that, that in reality there's all this nuance that's going to weave and thread and go up and down and rock the boat and wave and settle and, throughout the year that nobody can predict on the front end. We can't see it, good or bad. All right. With that said, you say, despite all the experienced players, which you have at State, State's going to struggle to win five games. All right. Here's a statement that I believe will hold true. It's an if statement. It will hold true no matter what all the nuances are throughout the year. If State struggles to win five games, it will mean one or two things. Either one, somebody significant got hurt. Maybe more one. Or two, the offensive experiment didn't work. There it is. You know, when I say, the reason I said the first one, you know, God forbid, but, you know, Will Rogers is really, really important to that offense. I think Cole Smith, the center, is really important to that offense. Okay, but if you tell me, you know, minus a player two here, a game there, whatever, but relatively healthy with everybody across the year, if you're relatively healthy across the year, and you're looking at that team that's and they struggled to win five games, as you say, Rezdal, or as others are saying, it will probably mean the offensive transition didn't take this year. That's what it will mean. Because I'm telling you, if they're relatively healthy and the offensive transition does take here in year one, they're not going to struggle to win five games. They're going to struggle to lose five. Look at here. Look at here. The phone lines are lighting up today. I'm telling you, 
It's it's glowing red over there. It's been ringing so much. <laughs> and over here on line one of the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., in fact, means they've been doing it better, longer than anyone else right here at home at Divinity. He's a state fan. Give him some hail state. He is more bully on line one. What's up, more bully? Matthew, happy game week. You, man, hallelujah, happy game week to you. What's up? Are you having fun today, man? The yeah, phones I am. Are lit up. Mm-hmm. matches going on. Yeah, it's like it's things like are a whole, totally different atmosphere right now. <laughs> it's like things are finally interesting. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, I mean, and it's my job. It's it's sort of my job to be interesting year round. And maybe maybe that's just not the case. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, willing, I know. I'm willing. I'm willing to admit it. I hate to ask you this question uh, on game week, first game week of the year. Did you watch any golf this weekend? No, I didn't. And you know what? Normally I would have, but we we had a full kind of Saturday afternoon and evening of celebrating Anna Beth's grandmother's 96th birthday with her. Uh, there, oh, yeah. There in Houston. So we didn't watch that much TV on Saturday, to be honest with you. I got you. Well, Victor Hovland showed out. Apparently. And they, pay, they paid him big time for it also, didn't they? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know how much the caddy made? How much? 1.8. Hey, he, the caddy made $1.8 million. You know what that caddy's going to be doing uh, pretty soon? Maybe even is right now, more bully. He's going to be taking selfies by a swimming pool, sending them to radio shows like that one you sent in on Friday. <laughs> Beaver knows somebody like that. <laughs> what I understand. Hey, and I want to tell you, I, I talked to Beaver earlier. Uh, I texted my buddy at TCU, who, uh, most importantly, Beaver, I haven't, I don't know if I've told you, but he coaches defense at TCU. So I passed on a, a good word from you to him to make sure a big old whooping happens. <laughs> uh, he said they'll take care of it. Okay, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, you don't go at the amphitheater anymore, do you? Who are you talking about, me or Beaver? Used to. You, Matt. Me? me? No, I, I, I've never seen anything at the amphitheater. I've been out there, but I've never. No, I mean, I mean uh, at State. Oh, yeah, yeah, pre-game. no, the, the pregame stuff. No, it's all. So. Years ago, it got moved, like, indoors, and then it was on the roof. Last year, and they're moving it to the press box, I think, this year. Oh, so you can get me a pass, huh? Well, you're not You're not one of the hosts. Call Bart Gregory. See if he can do it for you. Okay. You got it. <laughs> hey, man, um, I'll be around for the LSU game for sure. Okay, uh, right. And looking forward to it. It's going to be hot. You know, by the way, a meteorologist friend of mine said this heat dome is going to last about another month. Well, yeah, I heard we're getting a little teeny tiny break like this week, weekend, possibly, depending on where you are, but that we're back up mid-high 90s for a little while after that. Did you, uh, did Tupelo get rain? No, no, we didn't. Not wow. much, anyway. I see there. I like the forecast. It doesn't look good <laughs> at all. Yeah. We gotcha. got to pray for our farmers, dude. That's I'm telling sure. you. Hey, listen, last, so, so a week ago today, last Monday, I was over in the Delta. I was in Leland or outside of Leland. Oh yeah, and uh, this guy's a farmer out there, and yeah, I got the combines, and they're cutting corn, you know. And we go out there, we're filming some stuff, and man, we pulled out. It's like a dirt road, 
Okay, and you think, well, this is normal dirt road. There's dust up in the air. But what you notice is this dust goes up in the air, and it doesn't come down. And then, no. we, and then we parked. I get out of the car, and I'm noticing every step you take, you're stepping in, and you leave about a three-inch footprint in this real <laughs> fine dust layer all over everything. And, man, I got back to Tupelo, and I, don't, I still haven't gotten dust out of my shoes and my car and everything. It's just, they <laughs> are dry. It's something like Delta soil. It's yeah. just so different, and you can't explain it to anybody. That's it. You can't. Like, when it's dry, it's weird. And when it's wet, you can't walk in it. It's like, you know how LeBron James does the talcum powder thing before he pregame? Where That's he, exactly right. He goes, you can do that anywhere you want to do it in Leland, Mississippi. Reach down, pick up some of that, and go, and it just goes up in the air and stays up. That's how fine it is. It's, you can almost do it just walking. Well, you do. Like you know, every, it's just. It's crazy. It makes you look. Anyway, if you were to take off running, it would make you look really fast because you're kicking up dust everywhere you go. <laughs> I mean, say like, it wouldn't make me look fast. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> I, I, me neither. Me neither. Hey, have a great week, man. All right, uh, you too. Have a good one. Just, just enjoy it. Prepare well. Yep. See you, buddy. All right, see you. Appreciate the phone call. Poolside with more bully. If he ever starts a podcast, that's what it would be called. Poolside with more <laughs> Your text, your comments, all that coming up. Stick around. It's often difficult to satisfy that special hunger. Not here, because you've got Matt Wyatt. Oh, I am starving. Don't worry, he's got a menu full. Back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Yeah, uh, somebody commented on the Facebook Live comments thread there. Will said, rest in peace, Bob Barker. Everyone needs to go watch Happy Gilmore. Yeah, he passed away, I think, what, Friday? The age of 99, just shy of his 100th birthday. Born in 1923 and passed away in 2023. What a life. Somebody posted, uh, you know, thanks to Bob Barker for keeping us entertained all those days that we stayed home sick from school because, you know, that's what you'd watch. It was on at that time. You'd never see it unless you were sick at home from school as a kid growing up. And, uh, Somebody said, yeah, every time I see Bob Barker's picture, I feel like I want some chicken noodle soup. <laughs> I don't know why that is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thanks for mentioning that. Sure enough. J-Rock texts the show. He said, hey, Matt, I'm pretty sure Jalen Maiden was at Mississippi State a year or two before Will Rogers, and he's still playing. Yeah, he is. Uh, that's right. I guess he'd be in his last year of eligibility uh, you know, using his COVID year. But he actually signed at State with Dan Mullen and staff. Left-handed kid out of Texas. Now he's at San Diego State. He's their starting QB. You know, when you think about Will, Will's got a lot of eligibility left, right? 2020, he's a true freshman, but that doesn't count for anyone. And then 21 and 22. So technically, Will Rogers has only used two years of eligibility. 
and he's used two years of eligibility on the field. Even though he's got three, he's technically only used two according to the eligibility chart. So, again, technically, he's got as many as two and a half more. A third year of eligibility, a fourth year of eligibility. This will be his third year, by the way. A fourth year. And there's a redshirt year that you can play four games in. I mean, <laughs> he's got a lot left if he wants to use it or needs to use it, however, the, however it is. Country Pleasing Text Line. Old Tackle says, Last year's preseason picks generally had State 6th or 7th in the West with A&M 2nd. How'd that work out? Yeah, I know. About the way it usually works out. Toe texts the show, and he said, being a realist, looking at schedules, whomever wins the Egg Bowl goes 8-4, and four, the loser goes 7-5. and five. That's from Toe. He said, hotty toddy. Yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> I mean, it sounds about right. I mean, it really does. And I did see where, you know, kind of like State was last year. They State had either the number one or number two toughest schedule in the country, depending on who you asked, uh, with a game against Georgia on there. Well, that's Ole Miss this year. Everybody's putting their schedule as the toughest or next to toughest, you know, depending on who you look at. And they got Georgia on their schedule, too. So that's one thing that, uh, yeah. You know, it can just that one game that's sort of a definite loss. But you never know. I mean, I say definite loss. It's just again, it's an on paper thing. Anything, anything can happen. Davey texts the show and he said the farmers don't want any rain in late August or September. Right. Not right now, right? Because they're out there. They'd be sloshing around in it if if they were out there. Somebody said, welcome to the Delta, hometown of Johnny Cooks. That's right, Leland, hometown of Johnny Cooks. Also, the hometown of my teammate, defensive nose tackle in the 90s, Kenwan Smith. Y'all remember Kenwan? Not the biggest defensive lineman, but he played nose guard, and he was really hard to block. Tim texted show and said, Matt, do you think Alabama could be successful using two quarterbacks and essentially two schemes a spread for one quarterback and an option for um, the other guy. Uh, quarterback and option for the other guy. And um, Dan Mullen has mentioned that that's what he'd do. Well, yeah, you're talking about Milrow, Jalen Milrow. And then um, I can't remember the name of the guy who transferred in there from uh, Notre Dame, but apparently he's throwing the ball really well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I. Could you do it? Sure. I mean, sure you could. You When you say, you know, have a scheme for either guy, like you got to keep in mind that, you know, there are 11 other players. And all 11 of those other players, Buckner, thank you very much, Sven. I couldn't remember. Appreciate it. <clears throat> all 11 of those other players have to execute everything, have to know how to execute everything. So... It'd be really hard to have two completely different offenses. And a quarterback's only got to know one. The other quarterback's only got to know one. But everybody else got to know both. That'd be tough. But in terms of mixing and matching, like there's stuff within the scheme 
that everybody can do, zone run schemes, quarterback may have a key, play action off of it, different things like that, quarterback power, short yardage stuff, you know, that's really a part of your offense. We're just going to decide which one of these guys is going to run what in what situation. Well, yeah, you could definitely do that. And look, Florida, I guarantee you this, Tim, one of the reasons that Dan Mullen would be a proponent of that, Florida did that. When, when he and Urban Meyer got there, they kind of started doing that with Chris Leak and then Tim Tebow. Two different types, two different schemes, different packages. They use them both, transition to the other. He did the same thing at State with Tyler Russell and Dak Prescott. Go back and look at 2012. Was it 12? Yeah, I think it's 12. He did the same thing. Tyler Russell is your quarterback. He's not a runner, big, tall, strong arm dude, throw it all over the field, run your offense, but certain situation, in goes Dak. He'd run, power run, play action off of it, goal line, short yardage. Next thing you know, Dak's your starter. I mean, it has been done. So could they do that? Sure they could. Absolutely they could do that. You know, others have. They could definitely do it. Uh, Jason in Flagstaff, he was laughing at my comment about the dust. He said, uh, I remember living in the Delta in high school, 70% of the time, bone dry and dusty. The rest of the time, crawfish are bubbling up in the yard. <laughs> yeah, there's no in-between, right? Uh, Joe Mailman says, you might be a redneck if you use a leaf blower to get the dust out of your ride. It works for a mailman. Hey, Joe, no question. Get all the paper out of the car, open all four doors, hit the inside of it with the blower. <laughs> Just blow the dust out of it. And now that is that how about that? Somebody said Bob Barker, closest to a hundred without going over. And you know what? Of of all the people in the world, Bob Barker would have laughed probably the most at that joke, actually. Yeah, Denzel pointing that out as well. Um Ready Teddy Texas show. Is that to me or is that to, I don't know who that's it says be successful, yes, what answer probably should not. What is that? He said, be successful, yes. Winning a national championship, probably not. Oh, you're talking about the offense. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Okay, so that would be the next level of this conversation to the question of could, at a place like Alabama, you have a two-quarterback deal where they kind of run different stuff given the situation. One is you got to have the chemistry, the makeup to make it happen. Sometimes those big egos, you know, wind up at places like Alabama. Maybe. But... Ready, Teddy said, can you be successful with it? Yes. You're going to win the national championship doing that? Probably not. You're, you're probably right. You're probably not winning the national title with that. It's kind of like to win it, you got to be the best at several of the major areas, right? And it's hard to be the best at one thing when you're trying to do two things. Unnamed texture said, if that LSU guy texts in, tell him to pound sand. State is going undefeated. <laughs> oh, that was from earlier. <laughs> I, You know, who is he? Uh, not LSU, but, uh, well, Tyga with an H, and then we got several others. Will commented, said, uh, Bama had a good two-quarterback thing going when they had Tua and Hurts, but it only worked against Georgia. I mean, it's about right. But again, you know, personalities, I'll tell you, that's two really strong 
mental character guys right there to it and hurts and that's what it takes to make that sort of thing work. He was also asking, does Florida have a chance against Utah? They play what Thursday night? I mean, that's the I think that's the big game around Thursday night. So, yeah, do they have a chance? I ain't got a chance. I mean, Utah should win the game though, right? I guess they would have a chance. Luke and Oxford pointing out that Florida did win the national championship, running two quarterbacks, Leak and Tebow. Yeah. They did. Well, and you know, one difference in that might be, too, when they went to that two-QB thing, Leak was already established and had thrown for a million yards and won a bunch of games, and it wasn't like he's flying in there on the seat of his pants off a transfer portal trying to get his feet on the ground real quick so he can play a ball game. And that's kind of how it feels for this Buckner guy coming from Notre Dame. I know there's another one in the mix, but it seems like it kind of like the Buckner kid was throwing it better. But that's the other thing about it. You know, this situation for Bam will be different than what Florida did in that you don't really have an established guy. Florida had one. It was Leak. And they start working in Tebow because he's this running weapon that really was a definite weapon for him. Milrow is definitely a running weapon for Alabama. But they don't have some guy who's already there, already established in that program and in this conference. And so that's a little bit of a different situation also. All right. Really fun show today. Wish we could go longer, but that's the way it goes when you're having fun. Time flies. For Beaver, I'm Matt. All of us here on the show in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. See you all tomorrow. Same time, same place. See you then. See you.